0: Welcome back to the latest edition of Kansas City's Northeast Newscast. This is your host, Paul Thompson, and I was joined this week by Mark Morales, the president of Sheffield Neighborhood Association in the Historic Northeast. I actually met Mark in Bud Park, if you don't realize, is in the Indian Mound neighborhood. Morales was doing an outreach event, and that's not an aberration for him. To Morales, reaching out to the community is just part of the job of being a leader. On this day, Morales was working with interns and fellows from Representative Emanuel Cleaver's office as well as students from East High School as they pick up the park. During our conversation, Morales touches on his service in the community, what he'd like to see for the future of Sheffield, the types of businesses he'd like to see move into his neighborhood, as well as how he envisions the ideal neighbor. He also talks about what his neighborhood association can do better, how people can get involved, and what the neighborhood has going on over the summer months. What follows is my conversation with Sheffield Neighborhood Association president Mark Morales. Thank you for listening. Uh, I didn't write down anything about today's event. I, I know that you are more than willing, and you have in the past coordinated with other neighborhoods. Because right now we're actually not in Sheffield. We're in. Uh, Correct. We're in. Yeah. I guess Indian Mound, right at mm-hmm. Bud Park. Yeah. Uh, so what brings you down to Bud Park?
1: I think the biggest reason coming into Bud Park is uh, just establish working relationships with other groups interns and hopefully they would come into Sheffield Park or Sheffield area to clean up to help with projects there Mm -hmm. but uh, Bud Park's kind of close to my heart as a park advocate my goal is just kind of rescue these parks clean them up bring new structured activity into the park and uh, Bud Park is a big park it needs some uh, new outlets for the kids here so and um there's actually going to be a nine-hole course right here in Bud Parker's plans to put one in. Some of the dynamics from the Kansas City Flying Disc Club huh? that live in the northeast area, they're going to be designing, working with Indian Mound, they're going to be designing a nine-hole disc golf course on the uh, southern end of Bud Park. Interesting. Have you seen the plans for it? I have not, but hopefully it doesn't conflict with any of the existing... Activities. That's one thing we've always wanted to do. If we incorporate a disc golf course, we don't want to conflict with the walking trails. Mm-hmm. We don't want to conflict with any other structured activities. Where yet. you're
0: you're whipping discs over at people that are playing soccer or baseball or on the yeah. swing sets or whatnot. Exactly,
1: yeah. Yeah, we don't want to interfere with them. And the designers still design it, too, where we do stay away from uh the people walking the trails. And I hear it's going to be a smaller course, like an executive course. Okay. And that way we could get some of the kids from Holy Cross to come here, some of the other community focus organizations like Maddie Rhodes, the group that we're working with today. We could get the kids up here in the park to clean up the park for an hour, then they could play disc golf for an hour. Right. Kind of an educational type, recreational type outlet at the same time.
0: Cool. Well, how has this collaboration with other neighborhood associations in the area benefited the work that you're doing in Sheffield?
1: You know, we've established a lot of working relationships in the Sheffield neighborhood. Probably the biggest partner we have, the stakeholder we have, is the Kansas City Parks and Recreation. We've been fortunate in Sheffield. We incorporated an urban orchard in there. Mm-hmm. We've had some new outlets in there too for the kids there. But the urban orchards, one thing we're Focus on. We want to give the kids more learning experiences there. We want them to learn that apples and pears don't come from a grocery store; they come from the trees. But at the same time, Sheffield Park needs a new master plan. We have baseball diamonds back there. Back in the day, when I was growing up, I've been doing community organizing for 20 years. Back in the day, that park was thriving. You cannot even practice on the diamonds unless you made an appointment with parks recreation Mm -hmm. that's how it was in the northeast here we had baseball we had different organizations but now we just don't have that much going on in sheffield parks we're trying to put new things in there for the kids so good now
0: i i'll ask about the neighborhood association what events do you have planned for this summer that you'd like to
1: let the community know about i'm glad you asked we actually uh in the Sheffield neighborhood for the next month, on Mondays and Tuesdays, we have volunteers coming in from out of town. They're with a group called YouthWorks, Works, mm-hmm. and they're from different states, or from different churches, smaller cities. They come into Kansas City every year. I think this has been going on for 10 years, and they come and just volunteer their time and talent to help a nonprofit, a neighborhood association, some group with one of their projects. We've been fortunate to work with them the last five years, and we just made, we just organized cleanups from 1 to 3 p.m. on Mondays and Tuesdays, and we're going to meet at 1001 Bennington, there on the campus of Our Lady of Peace. Okay. So if it's too hot, we'll go inside the buildings to do some building maintenance. If it's warm, if it's cool enough, we'll go outside, do grounds maintenance out there. At at the church? At the church, yeah. Excellent. Yeah, we have the four buildings there. There's plenty of grounds that need to be cleaned. And then right across the street from the campus is another of our urban orchards. It's more established. The Neighborhood Association took it over from a church group. It's a thriving... It's a driving urban garden. It looks really good. So,
0: so I hope you'll give us a heads up then uh, when they're coming down there. We come by and uh, take some photos and talk Paul, to some of the kids.
1: Yeah, these kids are great. But we'll be doing that for the next Mondays and Tuesdays from 1 to 3. And then also, we have Envision there on the campus. At the church, we always have festivals right there out there in the parking lot. Mm-hmm. And I've always wanted them to use the LE, which is on higher elevation. And now they're putting the band in the alley on the higher elevation, and we want to paint a mural right there on the retaining wall. It sounds like a good photo op. Yeah, exactly, Paul. It's props. We want to put the smaller props in on the stage. So we envision doing that, and hopefully with the volunteers coming in, we'll get that wall started there. Get it, get it cleaned up and get a mural going? Absolutely, yeah. Excellent. Yeah. I'm Anything else you, you want to plug for this summer or uh, into the fall? You know, with the Sheffield neighborhood, we just, our neighborhood meetings, we still meet every fourth Monday. We're kind of working on a housing committee right now. What we're doing is just assessing all the dangerous buildings in the neighborhood, and we're creating a top ten list. And we're working with the codes officer from East Patrol and with our fabulous CIO officers. We're very fortunate to have two CIOs in the East Patrol division now. So we're working with them and the codes officer or we're getting these homes prioritized to make sure if they're on the list, let's get them boarded down. If they're accessible, let's let go Through the chain, this to let people know that they're accessible. And what we do is we ask the kids in the neighborhood because they know what's going on in the neighborhood. They let us know, right? Hey, this house is open, it needs to be addressed. So we follow through with that.
0: Well, it's funny you bring up the CIOs actually. I just sat down with those guys. I believe you're referencing Greg Smith and Patrick Bird over Absolutely. at East Patrol. Had a nice sit down with them, and I'll be working on a story here uh, that we'll be putting out next week. Very so, good, hopefully, very good. They're- hopefully, you get a chance to check that out too.
1: And Greg's heart's always been in the neighborhood. He went to East High School. Oh, I didn't too, know that. So we always, yeah, he's his heart's right here in the neighborhood. So I mean, I know he really enjoys the work. And um, I think most of the officers that do work in the East Patrol, they really, their their heart is in the East Patrol because some had family, they may have started here, or they love working in East Patrol.
0: Cool. I wanted to ask you as well. You brought up the neighborhood association and some of the things you're trying to work on. How can neighbors within Sheffield who are already there get involved in the Neighborhood Association and, and what needs does Sheffield have at present? I know you mentioned the, uh, the housing committee. Is there anything else yeah. that comes to mind?
1: You know, we, uh, we would like to just get one volunteer, one person to go knock on one door at a time and make that face-to-face a one-on-one connection. Ask them if there's one thing they would like to see change on their block in their community. And then we can find out what it is their interest is, whether they're a park advocate, a crime advocate, and then we can get them involved. We can get, point them in the right direction. But we uh, do need some younger energy working some stewards in our orchards. Mm-hmm. And we would love to put a garden up, too, but if we had more energy. And one of the avenues we're going to be working on is working with the parishioners right there at Our Lady of Peace. We have a lot of young families there, and it's a gradual process. But uh, we're going to get them to help out with the orchards. And as I mentioned, that mural, I want to get them at the table and have them come up with the design, so they can find out, hey... I put effort into it. We painted that, and they could see a finished product. So hopefully we could take them to the next level when it comes to other volunteers. So they have some ownership already exactly. at the ground floor. Exactly. Cool.
0: Now, if they wanted to get involved then, who do they reach out to? How do they get a hold of you?
1: You know, as we mentioned, every fourth Monday of the year, or of the month, we meet at 1001 Bennington. And, um, at what time? At 7 p.m. Okay. 7 p.m. up there to the church. And then they could always uh, go to... Uh, the next door they could we keep in touch with that or they could just find out they could come up to the church we're trying to invite a lot of people up to the church we have events we always have neighborhood meetings members there they mm-hmm. can connect with them so
0: well what are the the biggest issues currently facing the neighborhood and and what can sheffield do better to kind of engage with i'm the, glad the you neighbors?
1: mentioned that one of the biggest challenge we have in the sheffield neighborhood just like the northeast area is uh Addressing the homeless challenge people. Mm -hmm. We uh, had some challenges in Sheffield Park recently with the body that was found. The park's somewhat underutilized in that area, and we're working with the stakeholders to get that brush cleared out.
0: So but, that is not attractive for somebody who comes into that neighborhood and exactly. whether it be trash or in, in yeah. the worst case scenario, yeah. something like a body gets dumped exactly. back there.
1: Because we know if you have that secluded area, if you mm-hmm. have encroaching trees where they can hide, that's where the inappropriate activity happens. That's exactly what happened in Sheffield Park. But we are trying to work with the uh, housing challenge, the homeless, and one initiative we've really worked with, I'm very proud to mention, is we've been working with Sheffield Place Two blocks away from our campus, the 10th of Bennington, Sheffield Place is actually they uh, reaching out within the Sheffield neighborhood, and they bought nine homes in Sheffield mm. for their clients to stay. Mm. And this is after the clients from Sheffield Place. This is after the women. They've transitioned through their trauma. And they're finding them homes and we're very excited in Sheffield. We just want these homes utilized. We want people, bodies in the inside the homes. We don't want any inappropriate activity going on in vacant homes. So we're very excited. We've had nine homes as advisory board member for Sheffield Place. We have plans to buy even more homes and hopefully they'll all stay in the Sheffield neighborhood. Cool.
0: Now, I, I did have a chance to talk to Luis Colon. He's a former Kansas State basketball player who's working over there at Sheffield Place now. He's really interested in youth engagement. Have you had a chance to talk to him about
1: maybe some ways you can collaborate? Paul, I'm so glad you mentioned his name. I watched him playing basketball. I'm a big basketball fan. Mm-hmm big k-state fan i am the missouri tiger but i like k-state they're kind of always the under- underdog when i was growing up
0: i went to ku and i've always been a big k-state fan too my whole family went there so oh, i know how that's you feel right. you i mentioned do that. know how yeah. you feel yeah but yeah. yeah. that's
1: what people they always go for the underdog mm-hmm. but i'm glad you mentioned that. i have not and we have an advisory board meeting next week and i will re- reach out to lewis too because at sheffield place they have more kids there that are clients than they do the ladies through the parents so there's more kids up there and they do need the outlets too so i could talk to Luis cologne about our urban orchard down there maybe utilizing our gymnasium at our campus the 10th of bennington and maybe even getting them involved in disc golf and other activities so
0: there you go obviously absolutely. a passion of yours um, absolutely. so let's pretend that you had your choice you had a magic wand what is your dream business to move into the sheffield neighborhood
1: Very good. Sheffield neighborhood, it's mixed residential, mixed industrial. We have a lot of big vacant buildings. We've been very fortunate with the old Sheffield uh, steel plant. We've had a very dynamic business come in, custom truck. They've really expanded. But as far as a business, I would love to see some group work even more with the kids in the urban core. Teach them some job skills, some life skills, mostly job skills, give them some kind of outlet so they can have employment.
0: So maybe something like a Maddie Road Center in in Sheffield, or are you thinking along a different wavelength here?
1: Sure. No, no, I like to see where it's uh, kind of recreational, educational, but mostly too for employment too. Mm -hmm. And we do what we're doing too in the Sheffield neighborhood. We have some buildings even at 10th of Bennington at our at our campus some of our buildings are not utilized so we're reaching out to other community minded groups that could help us at the parish or we just want these buildings utilized so i can't go into detail right now but we'd like to see some more just all the buildings utilized but i would love to see when it comes to business work with the kids even more we could get some kind of a job skills for them.
0: And in terms of retail, what, what are the biggest needs facing Sheffield at this point?
1: I love that. Yeah, when it comes to retail, it's always a challenge. And uh, we're fortunate to have Independence Avenue, all the businesses there too. But we're kind of landlocked there. All the businesses, all the buildings are occupied. I really don't want the big box store up there, but I really don't have an answer. But I think mostly when it comes to clothes, I would see more of a outlet for the families here to have to shop for clothes I think that would be it. what's your ideal neighbor you know an ideal neighbor is one that uh, connects with their neighbor next door to them that connects with the neighbor across the street that uh, takes care of their neighbor's property when they're sick takes care of their elderly neighbor's property by shoveling the snow you know when there's a lot of snow But mostly it's just communication, you know, just trying to improve the quality of life for everybody, even their next door neighbor. But the neighbors that I really like are the families that have a lot of kids, because being a coach through the days growing up, if I could find one family has four or five kids and those parents are dynamic, they're involved with the kids' school, we could get them involved in sports activity. That parent would bring these kids all the time to the meetings and bring them to practice. They would make sure they're there. So that's another dynamic neighbor, I a perfect neighbor I would like to see, a big family with a lot of kids coming and getting involved. All
0: right, and, and speaking of dynamic neighbors, it's uh, we're coming up on... I guess about a year now since we we lost Dick Seidelman, who is a sort of a sardonic war veteran guy with a toily mustache and, and, yeah. and a nice sense of humor. I always got along famously with him, and I know you were really close with him, yes. too. Yeah.
1: Um, how much do you miss him? I miss Dick a lot. Every day um, when I go out in my shed to work, I see some of Dick's tools out there. I just have his tools there. They were given to me just so I remember Mark Sometimes when you're working, you may take a step backwards, but you're going to take a step forward. when you do take a step forward, make sure you celebrate. And Dick was always like that, too. We would sit down, smoke a cigar, and have a beer after we work. But I miss him a lot. He was there cutting the grass at vacant lots and working in our orchard cutting the grass now i've got two people replacing dick hmm. cutting the grass up there so it takes two to replace dick so yeah, it's, it's really good mess good to see people stepping up to fill that void yeah. uh, what do you think the city
0: can do to better support sheffield
1: you know Kansas city being 320 square miles we're just so big it's hard to plan strategic economic development it's hard for the city to be all throughout the city one thing that really concerns me we have no parking enforcement I believe it's east of Prospect, maybe for sale because the city lacks that. But I would love to see more police, um, the uh, traffic, you know, let me educate the people. You can't park your car up on the sidewalk. You can't do this. I would like to see more of that. I would like to see them communicate even more with the Neighborhood Association when it comes to the dangerous buildings. So we know what their priority is and we can share with them what our priority is, what homes need to be tore down in the uh, Sheffield neighborhood the police department their hands are tied at times but we have a great working relationship with them, they're really involved we're fortunate to have our two CIOs working with us. so I commend our chief of police you know taking the CIOs up to the next level we're very fortunate for that
0: and I was going to ask you. My next question was to ask about the police department and what they can do for you. It sounds like you're pretty satisfied with the work that they're doing in Sheffield right now.
1: Yeah, we. Um, it's kind of hard sometimes with the uh, police officers. There are uh, maybe a concern or two at times, but uh, all in all, I'm excited. We're 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 satisfied with what's going on, and what I mean with some of the challenges too. Sometimes I hear from the neighborhood people, the police officers share some concerns with the residents. Well, that comes with the neighborhood, or you need to move. You know, those are unsubstantiated times. But I hear them. Sometimes I believe some of the people say that. Mm. But that's a perfect avenue for me to get that family, get them involved in what's going on in the neighborhood, let them know that there are ways they can reach out to the police department. They don't have to come to a monthly meeting, they don't have to call nine one one. They could call the desk sergeant if they had a concern. If it's not emergency, they could work with the CIO. There's other ways they could reach out to the police department. Well,
0: let's uh look towards the future over the next five years what would you like to see the neighborhood association look like do you have plans to get more involved in social media to increase Mm -hmm. your web presence things like that or do you just have other ideas
1: no i we would i look for that young dynamic person to help us with social media in the sheffield neighborhood we have the orchards going on we have those upcoming murals i would love to see more of the social media Maybe some youngster to come in and teach me, you know, basic one-on-one. But I would love to have us take it up to the next level with uh, social media. And then back to the police department, right next door to Sheffield neighborhood, we had the Police Athletic League. Hmm. And as a kid growing up, Paul, as a kid, I looked for a building where if it rained, we're inside the gymnasium, we're inside the classrooms doing art, we're doing something then I looked for a community center or building that had green space outside where we could go out, we could play baseball, we could play kickball, soccer, whatever. And the Police Athletic League, they have that there at 17th and White. They've got so much potential there, and it's kind of hard for them to get the kids coming to the facility. I think it's just hard getting that parent to buy in to take the child to the Police at athletically, but I—they admit it too. It's kind of hard for them to get some of the kids and the parents to get the kids there. I would love to see police athletically utilize even more. They got great partners up there, but we need to give these kids outlets, something to do. So. Well, and
0: on that social media front, uh, hopefully there's a young, enterprising Sheffield resident who listens to this discussion and has some ideas about what can be done on that front. Absolutely. uh, Absolutely. Thank you, Mark Morales, for spending the time to talk to us today, and good luck with all your endeavors. Thank you, Paul. Thank you. Appreciate it. So there you have it. My conversation with Sheffield Neighborhood Association President Mark Morales. Thank you to Morales for participating in this week's episode, and thank you to our listeners for continuing to check in to Kansas City's Northeast Newscast. This is your host, Paul Thompson, signing out.